Shalom, everybody. We're continuing here from Uman, uh, where we left off on Rav Nosson's discourse, the Kutei Alachot, section Eben Ezer, the laws of marriage, marital union, discourse number four, paragraph two, Seif Bet, Hot Ishut in Hebrew, and again, based on lesson 24 of the Kutei Moran. And now Rav Nosson will go to the next stage in explaining why union between male and female are necessary for bringing birth to a newer level of intellect, which is the child. The Jewish child, his whole significance is that his mind will be able to perceive and promote Hashem's presence and awareness in the world, which is the goal of the whole creation, to let Hashem be made known in this hidden world. So now we we need both factors. You would have thought... Since the male principle is intellect and the child is intellect, so there's no need for the feminine input. Why do we need a woman to help us? What does she represent? She's the exact opposite. If anything, the woman represents the idea of din and tzimtzum, a constriction and judgments. That's why women are not are exempt from learning Torah. They don't have an obligation in a mitzvah to learn Torah because the woman is more on practical activity <clears throat> based on the Torah. But not necessarily learning the Torah itself, not the intellect, but byproducts of fulfillment of the Torah out of just pure, simple faith and emunah, as opposed to the da'at and the knowledge and awareness of, of, of recognizing Hashem. So if that's the case, what is her input in bringing a child? So he teaches that the, the, that, is, that is specifically the most important input, the feminine aspect that she is representing the ma'akev, the prevention, the block, the stopper that allows the intellect to stop, take a break, and to what's called, like we said, misader and me'ashev, to reorganize and structure the intellect, to take time to like reorganize the stock, set it organized properly on the shelves of the mind, to have the intellect that the person is learning, all the Torah is learning and learning and learning and learning and amassing, to now make an organization with it, a structure. To have a clear picture, but to do that, a person needs to stop. Has to stop running, take that break, to have that bounce, and accept it as part of the growth procedure. This is the feminine aspect needed in bringing a Jewish child into the world, who, who will, with this attitude, perceive the maximum capacity of wisdom and knowledge of Hashem. This being the knowledge of the infinite light itself which is so a contradiction that a finite, limited human being can perceive Hashem at the highest of levels, at the infinite light level, which is just uh, beyond, it's just, uh, it's, it goes against the definition of the finite intellect of man. It's above intellect, it's infinite. Okay? So Rav Nosson goes on, with all this said, Umechamat orot hanizkarim le'el ki'im al yedei and since it's impossible to reach, to contemplate, to grasp these lights, the orot these fine refined lights, which is another term for the infinite, infinite light mentioned above, except for the only way a person can grasp these lights is like Rabbi Nachman said in the lesson itself, is only in, through that a person enters the realm 
of the exchanged chambers, the cha- chambers which are exchanged, which is the realm of the evil side, where they exchange good for bad, sour for sweet, etc., light with darkness, which is the place of the klipot, that's the place, the domain of the evil forces. Why going there? Why, why is I needed to go there? In order to elevate from there, the holiness trapped there. Like we said in the lesson itself, which is the idea, synonymous of the idea of reciting the ktorit, the incense offering, both the actual physical incense offering in the time of the Beit HaMidash, and two, today reciting before Shacharit, after Shacharit, before Mincha, reciting the section called Pitum Aktorit, which activates the power of the 11 fragrances, which is to go to the evil, subdue the evil, and extraction, to extract the holy sparks trapped there. Okay? And he says in the lesson, this is the only way how a person can grasp the infinite light. These these refined, refined lights is that he has to go through the exchange chambers and release the holiness trap there. As, as Rabbi Nachman has explained clearly in this lesson 24, specifically in that lesson on the teaching of the sages there from the Gemara of the, the, the dialogue and the challenge between the wise men of Athens and Rabbi Yusha ben Hananya, where they said to him, Amrule, they challenged Rabbi Yusha ben Hananya, Miyemar, who says, it would, the, the, in the beginning part of the, of, the disc, of the argument was, they asked him, where is the center of the universe? So, Rabbi, so he raised his finger and he said, right over here. And they said, who says? Rabbi Nachman interprets, they asked, where is the center of the universe? In other words, center of the universe being the infinite light itself. How can a person perceive and grasp, while in a physical limitation, the infinite light? So he answered by raising his finger, and he says, by activating the idea of the hands. The hands being activated, which is by going into the evil forces, elevating the legs from the klipot, from the evil forces, and then elevating the legs upwards more to the level of the hands, where the light of the legs now has entered into the level of energy, of holy energy of the hands now. We're going upwards, so the hands have their own energy, plus the energy of the legs, which were hitherto, beforehand, trapped in the evil forces. So this is the way he pointed his finger as if to say, by elevating the hands, that's how a person can now reach the infinite light. So they asked him, Miyemar, which translates literally as, who says? Who says what you says is right? Rabbi Nachman interprets Miyemar, the word Yemar can mean in Aramaic, who says, but also it's from the root of another word in Hebrew, which is an exchange, Tumura. Like we say in, in modern Hebrew, Hamarat Kesef, we want to change money from dollars to shkalim or whatever. So it's called Hamarat Kesef. Hamarat means to exchange. It's an exchange. So they said to him, Mi'imar, as if to say, who dares enter the exchanged chambers in order to elevate the holiness, holiness there? Because that's the only way a person can get to the level of the hands activating the holiness of the hands, is we first goes to the domain of the evil of the klipot, which is the exchange chambers, and from there elevate the holiness. So they were asking him, Rabbi Shemil Hananya, who dares have the audacity to go to that domain, right? 
Ayin sham, see there, as Rabbi Nachman explains it in the lesson. So he goes on, Rav Nosen, he says, based on all this, you can understand the following. Alken sham ikar hamilchama v'nisayon betahavazot. Because of this, because birth of a human being, of a Jewish soul which will pursue chokhmah, the wisdom of God, okay, is the goal, that's the goal of creation. Therefore, it's in the area of sexual relationships where the main thrust of this battle and this test takes place. Because that's the only way to bring forth capacity to connect to the infinite light, which is the Jewish child. He will have a brain which has in it potential to perceive the infinite light. The only way to get there is first going into the realm of the klipot, which explains why specifically when it comes to sexual relations, this is the biggest test for the majority of people in the world. This is the area of big time tests is of sexual purity and sexual immorality. This is the test because this in itself is the exchange chamber, the desire for sexuality in a forbidden manner, in a prohibited manner, is the damage caused by being trapped in the exchange chambers, whereas sexual marital union and relations done within the parameters of the Torah, which means in holiness, is the way to elevate from the exchange chambers. Unbelievable what we're in the saying here. Okay? Fine. And now Ravnosan says, Based on this now, and everything we've mentioned until now on this lesson 24, you can now understand why it's such a big obligation to bring joy to a chatan and kala, to a new bride and a new groom. To bring them joy in halacha is considered a very big mitzvah. You can see what the sages say about this in the Gemara, Brachot, page 6b, where they go into the idea of the mitzvah and the obligation to bring joy to Chatan Vekala. Okay? Which is what? What is he trying to say here? Like Rabbi Nachman said, Rabbi Nachman said, the only way to elevate from the exchange chambers is through Simchata Mitzvah, doing a mitzvah of joy. So he explains this is the idea of the mitzvah of bringing joy to a chatan and kala on their wedding night, which will be the beginning of their marital union, physically also. That's the beginning point. And the way that it can succeed, that they're now entering the exchange chambers, a, a, a realm of danger, is if they maintain happiness while going into that domain. Okay? So with that, Rav Nosan says another point. Vezebechinat and this is also the same idea of what the sages teach in the Gemara, Baba Batra, page 10b. Someone who does not have kids, so what should he do? He should make his wife happy when doing the mitzvah, the mitzvah of, of, of marital relations. His aim should be to make her happy in doing the mitzvah, doing it in such a way that my main concern is that she should feel, feel good about it. She should be happy and, and content from this act. And not just to meet my physical pleasures necessarily, but my aim and goal is she should be happy with that. So Rav Nosan saying, look at the wording of the sages. 
to be to make the wife. To, if someone doesn't have kids, which is a blemish here, there's something not not working out. So simcha is needed now. There could be something wrong, damaging because they're doing the, the, the mitzvah together, but due to a lack of simcha, they're not able to successfully elevate holy sparks from the exchange chambers, which comes about in giving birth to a physical child. So because of that, it's possibly a barometer measurement that there's a lack of joy when doing this mitzvah of having the sexual relationship and doing it besimcha. So there's something, and it's not doing the job of properly bringing forth conception of a child. So it could be a barometer measurement that joy is lacking. That's what the sages say, that a man should make his wife happy before doing the mitzvah if he sees he doesn't have kids. That it's not working out. They're not, they're not, she's not getting pregnant, the wife. Rav Nosan is reminding us because the essence of elevating holiness from the evil forces which is the idea of Ktoret but it's manifest mainly in anything in any other mitzvah is the joy specifically the joy of doing a mitzvah that it's specifically through joy namely joy in doing a mitzvah that a person merits to grasp these lights, the infinite light, these refined lights mentioned above. All through rectifying the running, the running to advance, and the me'akev, and the stopping and being bounced backwards, that from there is the whole root of man and woman as mentioned above which shows that this, the, the, the idea of marital union is to bring forth the goal, the epitome of all of creation, someone who will recognize Hashem to the extent even of tapping into the infinite light of Hashem, God willing.